God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended, Healing the Traumas of Life. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thank you so much for joining me today. Having a routine can be a good thing in that it enables us sometimes to move through a series of things and get things done without toil or challenge. I have a routine of how I make my tea every morning. I have all the essential tools and things I need to make a fine cup of tea. It's become effortless. I have another morning routine of worship and prayer and reading. I have set these things together in this order for a long time now. It's helped me build my relationship with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But there are other routines that are known as ruts. Some routines keep us in the same place all the time, and these routines have another name, comfort zones. Are you stuck in a comfort zone? How is that working for you? Is your life growing, or is it status quo? Are you afraid of new things? Do you have a nice high fence built around yourself to keep things as they are? Are you ready for an adventure? Do you want to gain new territory? God has a promised land waiting for you. If you want to learn how to get there, give a listen. This is the way it's been done forever. This is the way we're doing it now. This is the way we're always going to do it. These statements are spoken to keep the status quo. That's a fancy way of saying things as they are. But when we take an honest look at life and how things grow, we can't keep with the status quo. I don't know who or when it was said, but there's nothing as constant as change. Without change, a seed stays a seed. Without change, without venturing outside of our comfort zone, we will never learn or grow. It's good to be challenged. It's time for you to be shattering your comfort zone. It's a quiet place for your soul, a place for you to safely hide. Unfortunately, it's a deep, dark hole, your comfort zone, where doubt abides. You will go there, but not an inch more, and never venture beyond its fence, and stay closed behind its door, not realizing its great expense. Inside your comfort zone, fruit will never grow, for within it, nothing will ever change. Within its fences, blessings cannot flow, it's time your thoughts to rearrange. Considering your fences, they must come down. Life cannot flourish until you walk out. You must stretch beyond your current ground by faith in God's promises and stop living in doubt. I started reading the Old Testament again a few weeks ago. It's been a while since I've read through it completely. This time around, I'm definitely seeing more than ever before. Right now, I can remember all the names of the wives of Jacob. Never could do that before. I have seen a few more details of the character of God that I had missed before. There's so many gems to pick up along the way. Currently, I am in the book of Exodus and have just read through God freeing the children of Israel from Egypt, the land of bondage. And as cozy as your comfort zone might be, it's really like Egypt a land of bondage. When the children of Israel got out of Egypt, loaded down with silver, gold, and jewelry, and all sorts of other stuff, it unfortunately didn't take long for them 
to become fearful and doubt God's ability to care for them. They just went through a period of time where they saw ten plagues afflict the children of Egypt, but not them. When there was darkness in Egypt that could be felt, they had light. When there were frogs everywhere and flies almost literally coming out of the Egyptians' noses, the children of Israel slept in peace. Then there's the Passover, where Egypt lost their firstborn, but because of the blood, Israel was spared. Yet only a few weeks or so later, when they were hungry, they began to doubt God and wanted to go back to their comfort zone, the land God called the land of bondage. Let's look at Exodus chapter 16, verses 1 through 3. And they took their journey from Elam, and all the congregation of the children of Israel came unto the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departing out of the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Wow, what gratitude. Uh, Well, maybe not so much grateful. They were brutalized by their taskmasters, and yet, for a plate of food they would endure that bondage and brutality. Yet in response to their cry, the Lord gave them some quail, and then it starts raining manna down six days a week, with enough on the sixth day for them to cook enough for the Sabbath. God said he was going to take care of them, and he did. But again, not too long later, when they're still enjoying this daily miracle of manna dropping down on them, they again cry out, because they're thirsty. Exodus chapter 17, 1 through 3. And all the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and they pitched in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why chide ye with me? Wherefore do you tempt the Lord? And the people thirsted there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? Do you notice how they keep giving Moses the credit for taking them away from Egypt? They blame him instead of simply making request of the Lord. Are we looking at our circumstances, or are we looking unto the Lord? As you continue to read the record, Moses smites a rock and water comes out. The rock is a foreshadowing of Jesus. God again provides for the children of Israel, but as we all know, that generation of Israel did not make it into the land of promise that flowed with milk and honey. The land where they would walk into houses they did not build and orchards and vineyards they did not plant. Let us take a lesson from this and recognize that staying in the same old, same old does not produce fruit. 
We need to be very careful about living in unbelief. We need to pray for our hearts to be awakened unto the provision of the Lord that sometimes is staring us right in the face. Are you stuck in a rut? Are you thinking the same way you've been thinking for a long time? Are you moving forward in life? God is the God of all comfort, but he is not the God of comfort zones. God works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure, and that means we're going to grow and change. We should be continuing to learn how to walk with the Lord and in the power of his Holy Spirit. We should be seeing fruit grow in our lives and increase. I'm sure I mentioned this in other podcasts, but I've come to a realization in my walk with the Lord that if I stay my mind upon him and keep my heart turned towards him, that the quality of my life always increases. This usually comes into focus during challenges in my life, times when there is an upheaval of some sort. But I have learned to trust in him and not worry about my status quo. Things might change drastically, but as I said, the quality of my life always increases. Another question I'd like to ask you is, how big is your comfort zone? Do you really have everything you need? Even very wealthy people are always endeavoring to push the envelope of their lives and increase. They may have physical comfort, but what about their hearts and minds? When I think of an example of someone who wanted a bigger and better life, there is a very simple and short example in the life of Jabez. We find this in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested." All we know about Jabez is revealed there in verse 9. He was more honorable than his brothers, and he was born in a time of sorrow. And oddly enough, his mother named him Jabez, which means sorrow. Fortunately, it doesn't seem that his name stopped him from a good life. He prayed to God for blessings on his life. He prayed that his coasts or borders would be enlarged. He's praying that the area of his life's territory be increased. He doesn't want to be stuck in the same place. And besides, during his lifetime right now, the enemy is at the gate trying to end his life and that of Israel. Yet, he prays this relatively simple prayer. He's not asking for the life of his enemies. He wants a bigger place to live, the hand of God to be with him there, that no evil would come to him, and that he would not suffer grief because of the enemy. And it says, God granted him his request. So what are the requests you are making of the Lord? Are you asking him to destroy the walls that keep you in place? Are you praying for his blessing? Are you praying for his presence also, and not just his hand to be upon you, but that you will stand before his face as a friend and a much-beloved child? The children of Israel that escaped from Egypt never saw the promised land because they could not change their mindset from slavery and poverty into abundance and freedom. 
The very definition of life must include growth, which demands change. I am endeavoring to have a garden on my patio, all of which must be planted in different sized pots. One thing I have come to learn is that if a pot is too small, the plant will not grow much. We must expand our borders to grow. Don't let your comfort zone kill the potential growth of your life and stop you from entering into the promised land of God. What is new and exciting in your life? There's a promise in the Old Testament that says that they that know their God will be strong and do exploits. How are the exploits in your life coming? Been on any adventures of faith lately? That's what faith is. Fantastic adventures in trusting Him. If you find yourself in that rut of a comfort zone and your life has stagnated and is not growing, pray the prayer of Jabez. In John chapter 15, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. Jesus said that our lives are supposed to bear not just fruit, but much fruit, and that our fruit should remain. There's more to life than the status quo. Don't settle. God did not call us to settle for existence. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly, and that's far beyond wealth. That's health and wisdom and love and boldness and all the fruit of the Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and all the promises of God. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus prayed that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There are no comfort zones in heaven. There is comfort and there is joy and there is peace and there is power to shatter your comfort zones. As always, I look forward to your comments on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended, or if you need to speak to me directly, my email is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. God's blessing on you, and have a great day.